Welcome to Test Don't Guess, the podcast created for unlicensed health practitioners who love chatting about functional lab testing. I'm Jensen, your host. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, developer of the HTMA analysis app, and creator of the Instant HTMA Professional course. But here, I'm just your curious colleague who wants to know all about the functional lab tests that you're using, how you learn to properly interpret them, and how incorporating labs has impacted your confidence and your practice. In this season of Test Don't Guess, we're going to talk with practitioners, course creators, and lab experts to help you navigate the world of functional testing, and I am super glad you're here. Remember, this is a podcast intended for learning purposes only, and it does not provide professional legal or medical advice. How are you? I am. I have a little bit of a head cold today, so don't mind me if I sneeze or anything like that, but I'm here. No problem. I'm a bit of a mess over here. I broke my foot this weekend. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is my first time sitting in my office chair. <laughs> I've been on the couch, um, yeah. and so I have like it all propped up underneath me, but Oh my gosh. So we're both a mess today, which is totally yes. fine. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you so much for taking the time though. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. So, and I also wanted to apologize for saying that we were going to be talking about serum hormones and we're actually going to be talking about salivary hormones. So, um, did you learn that through, did you learn about salivary hormones through RWS? Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to touch a little bit on serum hormones and, you know, why I prefer this test over the other one. So I would love that. That's perfect. So let's start by, why don't you just introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about your practice, the people that you work with, um, and how you work with them. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. So, um, you know, as you said, my name is Caitlin and I um, am from Nourish by Caitlin and um, I work mainly with women, helping them with, you know, balancing their hormones. Fertility is a really big one. That That's a big passion of mine. Um, but, you know, I love using this functional lab testing to really get more to the root cause. And I am a restorative wellness practitioner. And so this is um, you know, I did go to the Nutritional Therapy Association as well, just like you. And so this is like furthering my education and um, love the lab test. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also an instant HTMA professional. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. I'm always <laughs> continuing education. <laughs> yeah. So you know literally all the labs. <laughs> you do I'm all excited. Of them. <laughs> yeah. They can be so helpful and so useful in certain circumstances. So what do you use most frequently in your practice? How does it work for you? So I always do start with the gut testing, you know, so I always run um, the GI map stool test, um, the MRT food sensitivity, and then I do um, a comprehensive blood chemistry panel as well. So those are my three big ones. And as you know, um, you know, starting with the gut and with gut health, even if you're coming to me for fertility or for hormonal issues, um, you know, starting with those foundations is really, really critical. Awesome. What do you find? Do you find, are there any like common things that you see in gut tests with the people that you're working with, especially let's say fertility? Um, Are there any specific things that tend to come up? Oh my gosh. Um, The inflammation is just like the biggest thing, you know? So maybe people 
come to me and they're struggling to conceive and yet they don't think that they have any gut issues, but they have, you know, the constant bloating or the gas or the loose stools or different things like that. And they just think, oh, well, I've always had this. It's very, this is my norm. And even right. though it's norm, that's, it's common, it's not normal, right? So yeah. we go over all of those foundations um, yeah. to really help balance things. Now, remind me, when did you graduate from the NTA, and then um, when did you get into RWS? Yeah, let's see. I graduated in um, 2018 from NTA, and then I think I went into RWS probably like 2019 or so. Okay. Yeah. So were you practicing between graduating and starting RWS, or were you just trying to, like, figure out what you wanted to do? A little bit. I've always been an entrepreneur, you know, so um, yeah. I am a trained chef. That is, you know, like, the first thing that I did, um, and so I had a little gourmet market that I ran with my mom, and... Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, um, coming upon my own struggles re really led me go, you know, back to school to figure out some answers that none of the doctors were giving me, so. Yeah, <laughs> so you got to become your own practitioner. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, and you did all the way through restorative wellness level four? So level three, I'm at, um, I, I finished, you know, the level three, and then I, I need to take a break um, yeah. <laughs> from all the you. studying, and then um, level four sounds really intriguing and really interesting, but um, yeah. yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll jump back into that and finish off things eventually. For sure. That's, I feel like that's what a lot of people have said. I, when I talked with Amber McDonald, I think that was last week, she's kind of doing the same thing, pausing right now. She's she did up through level three and then um she's excited for level four but just not quite yet because yes. I, I know it's a big time commitment for sure it is and it's a lot of information so you have to really be like okay i have the time to focus and to study and to dig deep and do all the work yeah absolutely so the hormone testing that you that we're talking about today did you learn that in level two of rws Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing I was most interested in. I was like, digestion, who cares about that stuff? And then they make you do digestion first and you're like, oh my gosh, this just blew my mind, you know, how important <laughs> it is. Yes. So yeah, very For good too. too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, critical. Yeah, critical. So um, yeah, so they made you do digestion first and then you move on to the hormones and it was very, that I love that one as well. And we learned... Um, we learned about Dutch and, you know, a lot of people prefer Dutch. And then we also did the saliva panel, which is called their EFHP. So it's the extended female hormone panel. Okay. Um, and that's the one that I run on my, um, clients who need it. Okay. So, I mean, tell me more about that. Cause I am not familiar with that one specifically. Yeah, so it is run through diagnostics, and you do, I think you do have to be an RWS practitioner to get it, um, but this test is incredibly informative. So I wanted to touch a little bit on, we had talked about blood testing in the beginning and how most people, you know, when they're, you know, maybe they have PCOS or endometriosis or they're on their fertility journey, so most people will go and their doctor will say, well, go get a day three blood test or go get a day 21 blood test, you know, for your progesterone and your estrogen. Um, and that is just not all of the picture, right? So it's only one little piece of the puzzle. 
um, blood testing, serum testing, is testing the bound form of your hormones. So this isn't really that accurate because it's not the free usable form that we really want to gauge. So, um, you know, is it a good gauge? You know, maybe for that one particular day, but our hormones as women, we fluctuate throughout our entire cycle, you know? So we really want to see this beautiful dance of all of these hormones with the estrogen rising and the progesterone rising at the appropriate times. Mm -hmm. So that's why just taking that one day test, which you could be off because maybe you didn't really calculate your ovulation correctly, or maybe you didn't know if you ovulated. So then mm -hmm. the test is pointless, right? So the serum test are the most common um, and the most well recognized in the um, conventional standards, but I would not say that they're the most accurate and they're gonna give you the fullest picture. Mm -hmm. so unlike the saliva or um, the Dutch cycle mapping test, which I think you talked about. Yeah, I've talked with a few people about it and honestly, I've always, I've always wanted to get one done on myself, um, but I just haven't yet, I've been I think I, I mean, I know what's going on with me from HTMA and blood work. I think Dutch would give me more information, but at this point, I don't necessarily, I don't think I need it. Um, yeah. But it is so interesting to me. I will probably end up getting all of these tests done just <laughs> in time. Absolutely. But, yes. So um, the, so the Dutch is urine. And this is a saliva test. Um, is this yeah. the one that you do every day of your, of your cycle? So it is, it's not every day, but it is 11 vials of saliva. And the difference between the Dutch, which being the urine, and the saliva is that um, saliva actually measures the free form of progesterone, which urine only measures the progesterone metabolites. Um, so this is the only saliva test, the only test that is measuring really what is going on with progesterone. And this is a critical piece to your um, hormone puzzle for sure. Yeah. So. so, okay. So I'm gonna ask you a personal question. So my personal progesterone that was just run from blood serum is low. So mm -hmm. um, we would be looking at it. What, what else could I find out about my progesterone from these other tests, I guess? Would it also probably show as low? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. For this test that I do, the EFHP, um, it's going to show you in conjunction with everything else. So not only does it do your progesterone, your estrogen, but it also measures your FSH and your LH, as okay. well as your, your DHEA and your free testosterone. So it's measuring every single thing. Um, and it would be showing you, so, on, so if you tested your day 21 for your progesterone and it's showing as low, so... This is going to show you that dance that I was talking about with your hormone fluctuation and pinpoint exactly where, what's going on with your progesterone. So is it not having a nice bell curve to it and dropping down gently? Is it like a, you know, a sharp drop down mm -hmm. um, that is not long enough for your, your luteal phase? Um, it talks about so much information. Um, did your corpus luteum um, not form correctly, you know, it goes over wow. great detail for everything. Yeah. So with that information, what are you able to, are you able to recommend certain supplements or is it more dietary lifestyle? What do you do with the information after that? 
Yeah, it is. You know, everybody thinks, um, I'll just take a supplement and that'll fix yeah. everything. So it is a combination of diet and lifestyle and stress and, you know, the supplement piece as well. Um, but the interesting thing also about this test is that it can discover if you have an HPO access dis dysregulation. So, you know, the hypothalamus talking to the pituitary, talking to your ovaries, is there some kind of disconnect going on between, you know, your ovaries and your hormone and your brain mm -hmm. activity? So it's really like, it pinpoints exactly like, oh, here is where the problem lies. And now we can really target this with correct supplementation or as well as, you know, um, of course, lifestyle and diet. Yeah. So there are certain things that come up where it's like, look, that is stress. Like that's stress related. Yeah. And like, that's what we really have to focus on. But is some of it like that's a specific like vitamin deficiency or that's more, is, are there any, are there specifics like that that come up? Um, I wouldn't say it would be so specific like it's not going to say oh you have a um you know a b12 deficiency so it wouldn't sure. be that in that regard um but it would say something like um your brain is shouting at your ovaries but your ovaries are kind of asleep you know so they're not Got it. paying attention and so that's causing this fsh to be so high mm. um so it's really interesting in that regard to from the brain to the um, glands, you know, the endocrine gland connection. And then, that of course, awesome. this is this is not like a standalone test. So ideally, like with clients, you've already done like all the gut work and you've done the blood chemistry panel, you've done the HTMA. So you've done all of this stuff um, while you're working on getting the results for this specific test because the only downside with I would say both Dutch cycle mapping and saliva is it takes a while. It takes an entire cycle, right? Yes. So meanwhile, you're working on all of the foundational support, like your gut and, and you know, um, minerals and different things like that mm -hmm. while you're waiting for this test result to get back. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's looking for fast results with functional medicine, it's just not no. going to happen because we're not going to, there isn't a pill to solve these problems the way that conventional medicine is approaching symptoms and right. so it it does take time i think that's one of the toughest things um do you find that especially with working with people on their fertility oh, yeah. journey everybody's like, like just fix me now yes. but the thing i always tell them is don't you want to get to the root cause and figure it out let's not just have a band-aid effect on this you know let's just not wash over this and here take all of these drugs to stimulate ovulation it's like, get to like, the root cause. Like, why are you not ovulating? Why are you not ovulating? Yes. yes, it's always the root cause. And because we want to heal our bodies and we want our bodies to be the most optimal so that we can create that new life and we can be energized and, right. you know, healthy enough to take care of a new baby or, sure. you know, your family or whatever the circumstances are. Yeah, so important. So important. Yeah. So... You, can you tell me a little bit more about your practice, how you structure your services, that kind of thing? I know a lot of people have been really interested in that aspect of talking with practitioners that are using labs specifically. Yeah, yeah. So I always do, you know, the long intake form when people first come in, the health history, really just kind of, you know, um, working on putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. 
Um, and then, you know, of course we do the, the GI map, the stool test, then we do the MRT um, and the blood panel, you know, so those are all up front. Um, do you charge like one main price? Yeah, for I know. Panel? I feel like it's kind of evolved, you know, in different ways. Yeah, so I does. actually tell people instead of being like, it's $5,000, you know, when people freak out, um, I say, all right, this is my monthly retainer fee, and then you pay the labs directly. So I have them pay the labs directly. That way I don't have to do all of this banking and money sure. and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, it seems okay. to work well. Nice. That's really yes. interesting. Do you do that with um, HTMA as well? Do they pay the lab directly yeah. for that? Absolutely, yeah. Just so I don't have to deal with like, oh, gosh, I just got $100 and oh, no, I have to, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you're, you like didn't want to sign up to be an accountant. You wanted to help them with their nutrition. <laughs> absolutely. So I'm just yeah. like, pay the labs directly for everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so you have a monthly retainer and then um, – they sign up for, does that give them a certain number of um, meetings with you or like yes. access to so, via email or something? It, yeah. So it is a six month program. So I say, you know, healing takes time. It takes time to get all of this lab work back. Um, so, you know, we will work together for six months and then we will readdress at the six month mark to say, hey, do we need to do any retesting? Where are we? Because you know, it takes a while, especially when you're working with hormones um, to get things to really come into balance again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So That's we do, great. Yes. Yes. So we do that That's for six really months. Good. Yes. Yeah. It I seems like, to work out. Um, I really like that. So, you know, I teach uh, starting with an HTMA, like for people that are just getting started, starting with an HTMA and like a single consult is like just very simple but that does leave out the piece of the puzzle of this is going to take time and I think that um doing it the way that you're doing it is really interesting and um a really good like approach to making sure that people know that this is not going to be a quick fix for them yeah so and I feel like it's definitely trial and error because I have people have come to me saying I just want to get uh, my blood chemistry panel done and I'll be like, okay. And, and then you do it. And then it's like, but there's so much more work we need to do. You know, we can't just, yeah. I can't just leave you here, you know, with this knowledge. I don't know what you're going to do with this. Right. So you really have to like be their coach, their cheerleader, their guide, you know? Um, so yeah. So I meet with them. That's why I'm like, no, we have to meet for this long of time. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you some questions about the MRT, just because I haven't gotten to yeah. really talk with anybody about MRT? Because uh -huh. um, I know there's a lot of controversy on like food sensitivity testing, mm -hmm. the IgG type testing, and that the MRT is better than IgG testing. Yes. Um, with the MRT, what, what do you recommend doing with the results that come back? Because it, it pinpoints different foods, right? It does. So it's 170 different foods and chemicals. Um, and you always, I always do it in conjunction with the GI map stool test. A lot of people out, I see out there are only doing the one test, you know, the either the GI map or the MRT. And to me, that's not the whole picture, you know, and so mm -hmm. you really need to do both of them. So when you do the MRT test, you're, that person is able to remove all those inflammatory foods, all of those inflammatory chemicals 
for three months for the things that are in yellow or six months if anything comes up in red. Um, and then they do that in conjunction with the GI map because it's just saying, hey, here's what's causing the inflammation. The GI map is saying this is like all of the imbalance that's going on and we need to fix this as well. Okay. Okay. So really important, so, I think, to do both. Okay. That's interesting. So the foods that are showing up as yellow or red, are they typically, so I'm familiar with IgG tests where it's a lot of things that people tend to eat a lot of. They're like, oh, I eat almond butter every single day. And then it shows yeah. up. Is that kind of the same with the MRT? It can be. So I warn them ahead of time. I'm like, oh, you drink coffee every day, you know, yeah. or oh, like you love um, avocados and avocados are great. It's a great food. It's very, it's very healthy. But when you eat anything every single day, you know, your body really wants diversity. Um, mm. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people that happens to, they get stuck in this like, oh, I just eat. I eat eggs every single day and I'm mm -hmm. like, eggs are great, but let's, yeah. let's change it up a little bit. Let's have some diversity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then by the end of that, like three or six months of them removing everything that was causing sensitivities, are they able to add them back in? Yeah. So then we go over the slow reintroduction phase of, you know, after three months, then you pick whatever, you know, ideally not wheat, but you pick, you know, whatever you want to add back in. So like carrots or, mm -hmm. you know, apples or eggs or whatever it is. And you do that uh, very slowly. So you just reintroduce one food at a time over a couple of days, um, see if there's any adverse reactions. Um, and it's really, it, you know, you have such good results with it because all that time you've been healing your gut with the GI map, you know, working on different um, you know, improving your stomach acid, um, you know, improving um, the stomach lining, so many things. Right. That's why it's just so critical to do both of these things at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then on the GI map, you are able to see, obviously, if there are any like pathogens too. So oh, you'll yeah. address those too. Very common. Parasites, Candida, yeah. H. pylori, all of those things are incredibly common. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, and so then you will do like um, antimicrobials or do you have like specific protocols that you follow for the different pathogens that come up too? Yeah, there are eradication protocols um, that go according to, you know, what's showing up. And also it's, it's symptomatic as well. So mm -hmm. is this person having diarrhea every single day? You know, is this person having brain fog? You know, what's going on? What symptoms are they showing? Or do they have nothing? You know, mm -hmm. it's like are they fine? You know, so it's mm -hmm. kind of like always looking for those little clues and bringing it back to that bio-individuality mm -hmm. with that client. Yeah. Interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. You are using so many different things in your practice. I think it's amazing. It, so yeah, I love if, it. if people are maybe on their fertility journey and interested in working with you, um, what's, where's the best place for them to find you? Yeah, definitely. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and it would be Nourish by Caitlin. And then I have my, the website is the same. Okay. And yeah. you work with people all over the country? I do. I work with everybody virtually. It's so nice to meet, yeah. you know, meet people from all over. So yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was really, really interesting. And um, I just, I love hearing about the salivary test versus the urine test and just how you're structuring your practice with all these labs. It's just fantastic. Good, I love that you're offering you. this here to all of the people that you're working with. So oh, yes, thank you. Yeah.
Um, I feel like I got a question um, and I don't, let me actually pull it up really quick. Cause I don't think that I answered it and um, I forgot to pull it up beforehand. So let me look here really quick. Did you get any questions on your end? No, I did not. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if this would work with me. Um, I'm like doing it on my computer behind my phone. I have not figured all of this out yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me and technology. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I really wish on Instagram that there was a way to like flag something as important or like mark something as unread or yes. like, cause if I look at it, I forget things a lot of time, a lot of times, um, oh, yeah. I can't find this other question. Hold on. Sorry. Excuse me. I'll just respond to her directly when I find it. So I don't want to leave anybody hanging. It doesn't look like it's coming up. So anyway, uh, no, sorry about that. So, no worries. Well, then I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope you start to feel better. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You rest. I am going to rest. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Take care of yourself. Thank but you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining. You can find me at Test Don't Guess on Instagram or testdon'tguess.org, or you can check out the free private Facebook group called Test Don't Guess Functional Lab Chats to go ahead and continue this conversation. So until next time, always keep learning and stay curious. When someone sends me two HTMA tests and asks why they haven't seen much change, my first question is always, are you using Vicon? Vicon is the supplement company that I truly can't stop talking about inside our instant HTMA professional community, and here's why. With Vicon, you're able to customize a supplement blend based on your client's HTMA test, complete with the client's name printed right on the label. So no more generic solutions or piecing together massive, complicated, and expensive protocols. Practitioners love Vicon because it wipes out supplement fatigue, which leads to real, tangible results. And clients love it because it's so simple to take, whether they choose the powder or the pills. And most importantly, they're able to experience the magic of getting the right nutrients along with crucial cofactors for their body. All you have to do as the practitioner is choose a base formula, Customize it using over 25 different properly sourced options like extra potassium or liver support. And you can even whip up a custom prenatal or support breastfeeding moms. The possibilities are truly endless. And then just to make sure that the blend is perfect, you can always set up a quick consult with the amazing Vicon team and they are happy to help. So if you're ready to revolutionize your approach to supplementation, grab our free Vicon guide and sign up for your own free Vicon account and let them know that you've heard about it from Test Don't Guess. Check out the link in the show notes to get started.